Hey there, mama, and welcome back to the Moms Overcoming Overwhelm podcast, episode 14. I'm Emily McDermott, and I am here beside you on this journey as we work together to declutter your home, head, and heart. Last week, we spoke about how to limit Christmas gifts for your kids without feeling like a Grinch. Part of this is setting expectations with family members and having conversations with them that may be somewhat uncomfortable especially if they are used to buying your kids a ton of toys or aren't too keen on experienced gifts. Today, we're talking about another kind of conversation that might come up over the holidays with your family members. Imagine this. Your parents are finally starting to go through the stuff they have amassed from many years of living in your childhood home in preparation for downsizing. You come to visit for Christmas expecting to get a sweater or a pair of fuzzy socks, but instead they give you several boxes of your childhood stuff to take home with you. Or maybe over Christmas dinner, your aunt asks you if you want a crystal vase that was your grandmother's and you're not sure how to respond. It definitely doesn't go with your decor or style and will probably get broken in a matter of minutes by your kiddos, but you're worried about sounding ungrateful or worse, making it sound like you don't care about your grandmother's memory by saying no to an heirloom. Whether overt or perceived, guilt is a major reason why we hold on to what we don't need. And family guilt is particularly tricky because relationships are involved, which, as we know, can be very complex. We have to tread lightly while still holding our boundaries around what comes across the threshold of our front door. Today, I'm going to give you three tips on how to deal with the guilt you may feel so that you can stop saying yes to stuff you don't want or need and can let go of what you may already have in your home that isn't serving you or your family. So what do you say? Grab that notebook and pen and let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, mama. Are you tired of all the stuff crowding your home calendar in mind? Do you wish you could say goodbye to the endless to-do list running around in your head? Want to declutter but don't know where to start? You're in the right place. Welcome to Mom's Overcoming Overwhelm, where you will find proven and practical solutions to declutter your home, head, and heart. Hi, I'm Emily, a wife, boy mom, and simplicity seeker. I struggled to get pregnant and felt overwhelmed until I discovered decluttering could create the physical and emotional space I needed to become a mom. Now two kids later, I've transformed my life and motherhood by developing simple systems around decluttering capsule wardrobes, kid stuff, cleaning and tidying, meal planning, time management, and more, and I can't wait to share them with you. If you're ready to reclaim the time and energy you crave, be present with your kids, and finally enjoy the life and motherhood you so deserve, let's kick overwhelm to the curb, shall we? Grab your lukewarm coffee, your notebook and pen, and clear off some counter space. Let's do this. I want to take a moment to thank all of you who have left a review, joined the Facebook group, or sent me a message over social media. I so appreciate each and every one of you, and I'm excited to bring you podcast episodes that make you think, but even more than that, spur you to action so that you can enjoy the freedom and benefits of living with less. Okay, let's dive into this episode because it is going to be very practical and tactical. The idea for today's topic came from one of my blog subscribers who emailed me for some advice. By the way, if you're interested in signing up for my monthly newsletter, you can go to simplebyemmy.com to subscribe. This individual, who I'll call Jane, 
reached out to me because her family was, in her words, guilting her to keep sentimental and family items. They were telling her that she would regret giving things away and that her future kids might want them. On top of this, Jane felt like letting go of sentimental items, for example, from early in her relationship with her fiancé, would be seen as a rejection of love. There are two types of guilt in this scenario. One is overt, where family members are actually making comments, and the other is perceived, where we perceive that someone's feelings are going to be hurt. Related to this is the idea that a person who is deceased would have been upset about us getting rid of something. I read a book a while ago called Your Spacious Self, and I love this quote about family guilt. We live in terror that our dearly departed will actually pop out of their graves and grab us by the throat if they find out we've sold their beloved treasures on eBay. In order to deal with guilt we feel about saying no to something or letting go of something we already have, we have to be very clear on some key things. Number one, as we spoke about in episode three, we must always know what matters to us before we make any decisions about what we allow in our homes and our lives. Yes, our family matters to us, but family being important does not mean that we have to hold on to everything our loved ones have ever owned. Because remember what also matters? The things that clutter steals from us we spoke about in episode eight? Our time, health, peace, energy, focus, and attention. Stand firm in what matters most to you. Number two, remember that you are the CEO of your home. You and your spouse or partner, but most likely it falls mainly on you, have final say about what comes into and out of your home. You are the one responsible for managing it, cleaning it, finding a home for things, and so on. So you have to stand firm in the knowledge that you have the power to decide what works for you and your home. Your family members aren't the ones who are creating the life you want. You are. Number three, we talked about sentimental attachments in episode 11. We have to remember the three tips from that episode when deciding what family heirlooms we will have in our homes. We need to remember that memories are not in our stuff, they are in us. So if we feel like we should hold on to something, it's likely because we don't have the story around it anywhere else except our own heads. Also, if our beloved grandfather collected cuckoo clocks and we want to remember him, we don't have to keep 50 clocks in a dusty box. We can display one if it matters to us, and also if it represents a positive memory about our loved one. With these three things in mind, let's get into the tips to help us say goodbye to guilt. Tip number one, remember that your family members, in most cases, are trying to prevent you from experiencing pain and regret that they perceive you will feel from letting go of items or not saying yes to keeping them. They probably don't understand that peace and freedom that you can experience from letting go is more important than any potential regret that you would have. They probably don't understand that you are focusing on your health, your peace, your precious resources, that are more precious than any family heirloom. They also may be giving you something that they don't want to deal with because they don't feel equipped to make a decision about it. When you get boxes of your childhood report cards, trophies, and other memorabilia, it's probably because your parents didn't want to have to make the decisions about what was important, so they passed it along to you. 
remember that it is from a place of fear of letting go on their side, and also from a place of love of not wanting you to feel pain or regret that they perceive comes from letting go. So once you have recognized that their comments are coming from a good place and that they likely experience fear and guilt about getting rid of their own material possessions, you can respond to them from a place of compassion while staying firm and confident in your decision. Let's go back to the example I gave at the beginning of the episode about the crystal vase that your aunt is asking if you want. Approach the request from a place of curiosity, not judgment or annoyance, to find out more about why the item is so important to them. That could be as simple as saying something like, can you tell me the story about why grandma loved this vase and the memories you have with her using it? Your aunt may say that your grandmother cut fresh flowers from the garden and the house always smelled like their fragrance. Or perhaps you'll find out that the vase didn't mean much at all. It just belonged to your grandma. At this point, you can decide whether you want to say yes to the item, or if you've decided that it's not something that you want in your home, you can say, thanks so much for thinking of me, Aunt Sally, and telling me the story about that vase. Unfortunately, we don't really have the space to display it properly. Can you check with Cousin Amy instead? Or if you do have the space for it, you can just say that it doesn't go with the style of your home, or simply say that you're not interested in it. After being curious about the meaning that the vase had to both your aunt and your grandmother, it is unlikely that your aunt will think that you don't care about your grandmother when you decline to take the vase. That brings us to tip number two. Be clear, but kind, with your family members about what you want your role to be as the family memory keeper or family heirloom collector, and create boundaries around your responsibilities. Jane told me that she felt like her family was assuming that she wanted to be the family heirloom collector and she had no interest in doing so. As I mentioned in tip number one, we can find out why each family item is important to our family members and capture the story somewhere. Many times, older family members want to make sure the memory is preserved, that it's not lost between generations. Write down the story, take a photo if you want, but don't feel compelled to say yes to anything. Talk to other family members who may be interested and try to steer your generous relatives towards them. Explain to your family members why you don't want to bring more into your home, that you're trying to declutter, to decrease your anxiety and overwhelm, protect your health. Explain your why. If someone is still trying to guilt you after you explain that you aren't keeping something because of your health, then I'm sorry, but it's still not your burden to carry. That brings us to our final tip. Don't make assumptions that a deceased family member would have wanted you to hold on to something. So many times we can make up stories about what others think. So-and-so would kill me if I got rid of X. The result is that we hold on to things out of fear of hurting feelings of other family members or worry that we're dishonoring the memory of our deceased loved ones. For the most part, family members want us to be happy. Your beloved grandmother wouldn't want you drowning in stuff. She would have wanted you to be happy. She would have wanted you to be the wife, mom, and woman that you are called to be. She would have wanted you to make decisions that allow you to live in alignment with what matters most. If my grandmother, who died at the age of 102, was sitting here beside me, she would say, I love you. Hold on to the memories that we had together. 
she would not tell me to hold on to all of her stuff. So to recap, family relationships are complicated and family guilt, whether overt or perceived, makes it difficult to say no to family heirlooms. But if we are going to focus on what matters and be the CEO of our homes and our lives, we can't let family guilt hold us back. Tip one is to approach your family with compassion, knowing that they are likely coming from a place of love, even though it's coming across as making you feel guilty. Tip two is to have firm but kind conversations with your family members about the role you want to play as the family memory and or stuff keeper. Always hold fast to your why. And tip three is to remember that deceased family members loved you and wanted you to be happy and that you can hold on to their memory without holding on to all of their stuff. I hope this episode frees you to let go of the guilt that you may feel. If these tips blessed you, please share the episode with a friend and feel free to join my free Facebook group at tinyurl.com forward slash moms overcoming overwhelm. Next week, we'll be talking about how scarcity mindset keeps us buying more and holding on to things just in case, and how we can shift to a mindset of enough and abundance. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. If you like today's podcast, here's what you can do. Just take 30 seconds to leave me a review. I know you're a busy mama. You're overwhelmed, in fact, but 30 seconds of your day makes such an impact. I'll be blessed by your words. They'll definitely make my day. And who knows, you might be entered for this month's giveaway. An Apple podcast, scroll down to write a review. Thanks so much for your time. I'm so grateful for you.